1: culture and current events. This is 2020 on Vision.
0: On a Monday at this time, we like to check in with the Australian Christian Lobby. Christopher Brough here is ACL State Director for South Australia, Tasmania and the Northern Territory. Christopher's back with us. Hey, Christopher, welcome back to 2020. Thanks, Neil. It's good to be back. Uh, Christopher, let's start with some thoughts that you might have, uh, having seen what's been across our TV screens uh, over the weekend uh, the issue of the attacks on israel uh, what are your impressions
1: well Neil the first thing is that we stand with israel uh, it was most people would have been shocked to see the the brutality which with mums with the kids were taken captive and the rejoicing, the wild rejoicing as these people were taken hostage, Um, the, obviously the killing of innocent civilians. And so it's important to say that we stand firmly with Israel and we need to be here in Australia, we need to be praying. Pray is the greatest thing we can do. Pray for Israel, pray for the hostages, pray for wisdom for our leadership, um for israel's leadership and i was impressed in church on sunday neil as we were singing a song about the effect of the cross that pray for hamas pray for these men with hardened hearts that god would
0: break through in their lives A very, very important response when we think as Christian believers uh, we don't just pray for our friends, we pray for our enemies too. Um, Any thoughts here at all? Australia's response, the Prime Minister, the Foreign Minister, any response at all? uh, Thoughts that you might have around uh, what our response has been so far nationally? Um,
1: I don't think I want to comment on what the government does. I mean it's a difficult situation, it comes out of the blue, and I think the Prime Minister I saw a bit of what he said on 7.30. Um, He was very correct to say this was a savage attack, and uh, I would rather, rather than comment, want to stand with them and pray for them for great wisdom at this time. Um, We're a long way away, and so um, Australia really needs to, I think, express solidarity with Israel and stand with Israel. And and we need to be praying that our, our leaders would have the right words and the right actions uh, rather than trying to see whether they've done the right thing or the wrong thing i think it's better to pray for them
0: and it would appear uh, from the prime minister's comments that there is a good solidarity with israel and uh, while there might be some people who are um, trying to uh, you know take to pieces uh, some of the things that the foreign minister has said uh, it does appear that the prime minister has been firmly uh, in the israel camp and uh, so and uh, and of course uh, rejecting Some of those things that have happened by way of violence uh, in Uh, some of those uh, Sydney suburbs. There's plenty more to talk about when it comes to this issue around Israel, and we're going to get into some deeper issues ahead with our special guest coming up. But there's a lot of things that are happening, Christopher. Uh, I wonder if we can touch on a few other issues that are going on around the nation. Uh, In your state of South Australia, uh, you've got some prostitution law reform happening. Uh, Some good things on the, on, on the, uh, the radar there? Yes, Neil. So, I mean, obviously, the the atmospherics of Australian politics
1: have taken up with the voice, but underneath that, um, for a long time, six, seven, eight years, we've been advocating in ACL for what's called the Equality Model of Prostitution Law Reform. Rather than decriminalisation fully, as in Victoria, as Queensland's about to do, uh, regretfully, and New South Wales has in large part, This is a model that comes from Sweden and has spread through Europe. So uh, France, um, Ireland, Northern Ireland, Canada has adopted it. And very recently, the European Parliament came out in support of it. So what this does is decriminalizes selling of sexual uh, services. It recognizes that most women are not in there voluntarily, but it's a choice they make because they have no other choice it criminalizes buying and that's the critic one of the critical aspects of this because it attacks demand prostitution is a demand driven trade and if you if you criminalizes buying you attack demand it criminalizes third party profiteering and pimping and most importantly it provides exit strategies for women who want to leave the industry so sweden has programs where if people want to leave, they can they can access these programs, one of the groups run a year-long program, uh, there are similar things in America, we have none of that here. And so, <clears throat> one of our courageous politicians, Nicola Centefanti, the leader of the Liberals in the upper house, introduced this bill about three or four weeks ago, and uh, it's going to come up, it'll progress its way through the upper house in the next few weeks so we're encouraging people to write in communicate with their M- with their uphouse MPs in South Australia and let them know that they support this which model which is pro woman and pro man it's pro woman because it 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 seeks to 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 suppress the trade of prostitution it's pro man because it communicates a message to men that it's not cool to buy
0: and that's really really important <laughs> What I'm hearing from you, Christopher, is that while some of the other states have gone down the decriminalisation path, um, in South Australia there's a little more sensitivity to programs that are functioning well uh, in other different parts of the world that provide a better solution. So uh, are you thinking that, uh, that in South Australia there is a listening ear? No doubt there's a long path to... Uh, incrementally to get to a point of change. But uh, what are your thoughts? Is is there an optimism that you have uh, that there are listening ears in South Australia?
1: I think so. I think so. So in 2019, the, there was a bill to decriminalise prostitution, which passed the upper house but was defeated in the lower house. It was significant, Neil, that in that bill, the, the current Premier, the leader of the opposition, at that stage voted against decriminalisation and the current leader of the opposition who was then a Liberal Party minister also voted against decriminalisation. So now so now we have the Premier who voted against decriminalisation and the leader of the opposition who voted against decriminalisation. That's like the Victorian model and what Queensland is talking about. So that's that gives me hope that they will be open to listen to this sort of model which is really pro-woman. Um, and really seeks to recognise that this is a trade which exists because of disadvantage.
0: Uh, Christopher, particularly for South Australian residents uh, who might have the ear of their local MP, is there a uh, an, explan- an explanatory uh, article or anything like that that... Uh, That listeners in South Australia particularly can access on the ACL website so that they can uh, approach their MPs and and talk through these issues with them? Yes, Neil. So
1: we've got a a campaign going for people to write in. So if you want to go to www.acl.org.au and you'll find links there to the campaign and it'll allow you to write into the upper house MPs. So by all means, go there and and have a look um, because this is a time that, that we can do as believers in Jesus what Jesus spoke of when he preached his first sermon in, in Capernaum when he said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me to proclaim liberty to the captives, the recovery of sight to the blind, to proclaim liberty, uh, release to the prisoners, set at liberty all who are oppressed, and proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. He was building on Proverbs 31, and 9, opening your mouth for the dumb, for the rights of all who are left desolate. And obviously Isaiah 61. And all of that goes back to the year of Jubilee in Leviticus, where, where there was freedom for the captives. And this is something front and center gospel,
0: front and center Christian. And it's great if we can be involved in it. Uh, something you can do today uh, for listeners in South Australia. Hey, you're also responsible for Tasmania and the Northern Territory. A little focus on Tasmania here for a moment, because last week it was quite quite chaotic, uh, the resignation of the Attorney-General in Tasmania. Uh, what's happened with that uh, upset there last week?
1: So for listeners who may not be aware, there was Friday a week ago, not Friday this past, Friday week ago, um, the Attorney General was required by the premier to resign uh, because of some text messages and things. Um, over the week, that weekend, she had first indicated she wouldn't resign, she would resign from Parliament. And then she said she wouldn't and wouldn't support the premier. So it's a one-vote parliament in Tasmania. So if she if she flipped, the parliament could flip. Uh, the premier gave an ultimatum, and I think on Tuesday of last week she decided to resign. Uh, so the Labor Party has now said that they will give a pair. That's one of their members won't vote until the Tasmania has a situation where it's like a the Senate vote. Uh, there's five people who represent each each seat, and so if one person leaves, there's a count back, and it looks like there'll be a Liberal elected. But in the meantime, there'll be a pair, so the numbers won't change. Um, so it looks like that's stabilised, uh, but
0: it's anything can happen. Uh, just watch this space. As we will over the weeks ahead. Uh, let's talk uh, issues... Uh, some developments that are happening internationally around uh, sex confusion, uh, particularly coming out of the UK, and uh, what that might mean for Australian thinking on on some of the major issues that are confronting uh, state and federal uh, parliamentarians. What are your thoughts on what's changing in the UK?
1: So, Neil, this is a this is a massive issue in our schools. Uh, children are being taught from primary onwards that they can choose which sex they are, that it's fluid, you can choose. That's then backed up by a medicalized treatment called the affirmation model, which at its core says children know who they are. And so if they want to change and take irre- irreversible medications like puberty blockers, cross sex hormones, and then devastating surgery, mastectomies, etc., they can do that. Now, The rest of the world has woken up to this. So UK has shifted completely away from that and they don't do that to children unless it's in very confined situations. The movement started in Finland where the Finns woke up to it and moved away. Sweden now Norway, France many states but unfortunately we still haven't woken up to that so we're fighting hard to get that message out. On the back of that there are laws in Victoria which in effect mandate affirmation therapy and affect even parents. We heard a story recently of a a young person who was wanting to uh, transition and her grandpa had written to her saying don't do that and he got a letter from the Victorian Human Rights Commission saying that could be in breach of the law. That's, That's what's happening in Victoria so Tasmania has been thinking about that and we've been fighting hard against it. New South Wales is thinking about it and we're fighting hard to to require the Mins government to hold to its election commitments which said they wouldn't uh, affect voluntary treatment etc. So really we're crying out to politicians to listen to what the medical experts are doing overseas. We are behind the times and we're actually hurting children. Um, one of my friends spent a couple of hours with a with a detransitioner who was terribly affected, testosterone, mastectomy, hysterectomy, before she, and her mental health kept going down until she was really helped by expert practitioner and she is able to recover. But she said, changes which can't change, irreversible change. And so it's our plea to politicians to listen to what the rest of the world is doing and stop this madness.
0: Interesting when you say Australians have not woken up to this, uh, and that would be a challenging thing. Uh, some of our states have gone down this path, but the amount of evidence that is continuing to grow now, uh, how long can some of our politicians keep their head in the sand and and avoid and, uh, and ignore this, Chris? Uh, you must get a little frustrated when you're at your end. Exactly, but... There are some green shoots. So the Australian reported
1: on um, the 3rd of October that there'd been a forum in the Victorian Parliament with some of these detransitioners, Jay and a fellow called Mel Jeffries, Jay Langanis, she's the lady I spoke of who had all those terrible surgeries. Dr Gillian Spencer from Queensland, uh, some psychiatrists and plastic surgeons, lawyers who were all speaking in the Victorian Parliament about this and asking for a change. So there, there are those those green shoots if you like. Uh, there was the program on channel 7 uh, about three weeks ago which which exposed what's happening to some degree. It had a mum there speaking and a de-transitioners. So that's all good but we've got a lot of work to do and every day that this continues more kids are affected for life. So it's one of the serious serious issues that uh, Uh, The Australian ran an article a few weeks ago that this could be the biggest medical scandal of this century. I'm sure it is.
0: Christopher, come right back to a personal level with families uh, for a moment here. And uh, we always love your insights at that sort of legal and parliamentary and those sorts of trends levels. Uh, What are your thoughts here for mums and dads and that dinner table conversation is this something that needs to be raised uh, that uh, you know children need to be prepared for understanding the truth about these things uh, as, as well as adults as well, what are your thoughts here for parents uh, who've really been under a lot of pressure as uh, you know with schools and such things, what are your thoughts for parents here and how they might just be uh, uh, communicating with their own children around issues like this <laughs>
1: So, Neil, my conviction is we have to go back to God's word, which puts the primary care for spiritual development for children on parents and particularly fathers. And it's my conviction that we have to start from day dot, reading God's word in the home and reading those initial chapters of Genesis, which tell us who we are. That we are created male and female, both in the image of God, both co-equal as, as, as creations of God, but binary, male and female. That, and if we do that first with our kids, then when they hear this alternative wrong doctrine, because it is a doctrine, it is a spiritual doctrine, they will know, look. That's not right. That doesn't sound right. That's not what we learned. If it's flipped and if we don't do that in the home and they hear that first at school, when they hear the the, the truth from the scriptures in home or in Genesis, then they'll think, hang on, is that right? Because this is what we were taught in school. So it's really being, we're being forced to fulfill that responsibility. That is the greatest thing I believe that we can do.
0: Well, what outstanding wisdom from you, Christopher, from day dot, come back to Genesis, which can tell us who we are, male and female, created in the image and likeness of God. So many of the ethical issues and challenges we face now could be resolved if we had an appreciation of understanding who we are according to God. Uh, let me just point listeners on these issues we've been talking about today, and you might find a whole lot of other issues there too that are challenges right now. You can get great insights, uh, resource. You can keep up to date with what's happening at acl.org.au. ACL is the website of the Australian Christian Lobby, acl.org.au. Christopher Brohier is ACL State Director for South Australia, Tasmania and the Northern Territory. Christopher, thanks so much for great insights once again today on